It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers War Room. I'm your host of this weekly show, Matt Peverell, the host of the show that likes to put you in the minds of Omar Khan, Mike Tomlin, Art Rooney II, and the rest of the Steelers front office as they look to put together a winning roster in 2022 and beyond, and a roster that will compete for a seventh Lombardi trophy. And so this week, uh, we're starting to get closer to the actual preseason games now. I think Steelers fans are hungry. Can you believe that we're going to get football back? Um, pretty exciting from that perspective. It's been a really long offseason. Uh, you know, this is, I think, Mark and I are going to go into having two full seasons under our belt for the Steelers' touch down under shows. Um, this is the full second season of Steelers' war in this show, so really excited to bring you each week the rookie comparisons um, and the rookie report, if you like, about how Steelers rookies, rookies are going based on their previous performance um, and looking ahead to the rookies that the Steelers will face the following week, along with the college previews that we start from week one of the season um, in terms of those players that will be eligible for the upcoming draft. So really excited to bring you all that content, but um, it, it is, as I say, it's a long off season, even with, Things like free agency, every everything through the draft process. Then you've got the reviewing of all the Steelers draft picks that I do. Then it's looking at the draft picks of all the AFC North, um, you know, and then everything in between that might come up. So, you know, it, it, 
Mate, seem easy. Um, sometimes from all of us at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers um, and how we put together podcasts. But it's not easy to try and take a different tact. And there is some of our shows that can be similar and some of them are different. But um, today's show, we're going to cover off, uh, as the title would suggest, a few, I guess, sort of camp and preseason game battles. Um, and I've likened that analogy to having a title fight um, and some undercard matchups as well. And so in part one of today's show, I'm going to focus around a week to try and get through the undercard and title fight for the offense, see how close we can get with the defense. Because one of the title fights, or the, the title fight, I think that's sitting there on the defense right now, um, we're going to cover a bit more in that uh, and other players that might not be on the Steelers roster that might be available. And some of you might have a, a hint of who that is. So... Let's let's kick off with that offense, as I said. Um, the depth chart right now, the Steelers have listed an initial depth chart for the season. So I've based these title fights around that. But not just that. I mean, you know, Mike Tomlin talked about the fact that he had, that, you know, and the Steelers are pretty upfront, that they had to submit a depth chart, um, a first depth chart to start the season. Uh, like, well, the, the to start the head of the preseason games. And, you know, they've kind of said either or at some really interesting or key positions. So that's kind of what this leads into. But they're also realistic battles um, that I think exist. I mean, you're not going to sit there and say, Chaz Green's, you know, really going to be the left tackle over Dan Moore Jr. Maybe you might, but I, I think you would have heard more out of camp by now. So first things first, I've left wide receiver out. I think wide receiver is going to sort itself out. I think the depth pieces are really where you're going to see battles. Um, you know, guys like Gunnar Oshesky, um, what roles Calvin Austin, the third going to take? Are they going to work? Is he a process of working his way into the roster? Cody White's apparently had a good camp, but you know, you've got Anthony Miller ahead of him. Um, Steven Sims is someone with experience. And then have you got guys like Pickens, Claypool, Boykin, um, Deontay Johnson, who are all sitting there as well. You know, it's also difficult if you look at the depth chart right now, because Anthony Miller is listed in one area of wide receiver as third on the depth chart and one area of wide receiver as second. Now, if you look at that, it could be that they're basing the first wide receiver on their list as someone um, that's going to more run routes and do that sort of thing. So again, it, you know, well, I mean, they're all going to run routes, but, you know, he's going to be the, the primary route runner, you know, short drag routes, all that sort of stuff that Deontay Johnson does really well. So we're going to leave that one out. And the other one we're going to leave out is tackle because I think Dan Moore is the is the choice there. He's got first right of passage and so does Chooks given the contract they signed him with. I'm interested in Jake Dixon and Jordan Tucker. Um, one of those guys is out of, I think it's Dixon, is the one that's out of um, North Carolina who protected for Sam Howell and I think did actually a decent job. Um, so that's quite interesting. Again, leaving him off that list. So you're saying I've left out wide receiver, I've left out tackle. Who is on this undercard and who is this title fight um, for the Steelers' offense? So if we go right down to the bottom of the, the first fight of the night, um, you know, that entry-level fight, not many people are going to be in the stadium yet. It's probably Master Teague, Mateo Durant, and actually Jalen Warren, I think, at this stage. Um, and it's that battle for that fourth running back spot now that Jeremy McNichols is on IR. Interesting the Steelers are going to get to keep him ahead of next year too, which is quite cool um, for a camp battle next year. Um, and it's interesting with Benny Snell as well, because he'll be this is his final year of his contract. So that's that that's that entry level undercard fight. I think you've got there Mateo Durant, Master Teague, um, and Jalen Warren. 
The next sort of, as you progress in terms of the title, you know, the, the fights of the night, is Connor Haywood versus Kevin Rader. So this is for that third tight end position. Now, I personally think Connor Haywood's got the inside running, particularly if we look at where the running back position is sitting right now. I could see them listing him as the fourth running back, third, um, you know, the fourth running back and the third tight end with Kevin Rader listed as a third tight end for blocking. Um, but right now he's listed ahead of Rader on the list. I think he's got more upside and benefit to this overall Steelers offense than Kevin Rader. Um, Kevin Rader, though, I think is someone you really want to keep on the practice squad. He knows how to block. I like Jay Sternberger as well. I've been pretty vocal about that on this and other podcasts. Um, but I think he's going to have to find his way in through, like, unfortunately, an injury to someone like a Zach Gentry. And he's a really good replacement for like a Pat Freemuth. So if you had, if you could keep Rader and Sternberger on your roster on the practice squad, um, you know, if, if you had an injury or let's say a concussion, I mean, Pat Freemuth has had them. I don't mean to talk about it and put the mickey on him. Um, but you know, if, if, if Pat Freemuth was to get one, you bring in Jay Sternberger for him. He's more like for like, he's more of that big receiving, um, sort of tight end. Obviously not as big as Zach Gentry, but Zach Gentry is, you know, starting to make his money or earn, um, his keep by, by doing a little blocking. And so. Then the second fight, so this is the preview, the penultimate fight before the title fight. I've got Mason Cole, Kevin Dotson, and Kendrick Green. Because now it would have been, I kind of sat there and thought, oh, do I do JC Hassenhauer with the finish he had to the season last year? But I think it's it's interesting. If Kevin Dotson has a standout preseason and standout early season, I think he's obviously got the inside running at that left guard. We saw what a more he could be when fit in 2020. If that's the case, then suddenly I think you've got this competition with Mason Cole. But something that I've talked about on the Touchdown Under, I think I might have previously covered it on War Room briefly, and that I have covered on another show, and I've certainly mentioned on Slack channel, is the importance, particularly if, if Pickett comes in at any point, the importance of having an experienced center, um, you know, for a quarterback that doesn't have as much experience, that's not a veteran. And so if Kendrick Green has an outstanding preseason, you might see Mason Cole being the second center and James Daniels move to center. Now I heard, I've heard things out of training camp when people say, oh, he doesn't want to play that or he had trouble snapping the ball and all that sort of stuff. Um, and he's got a bit more experience in some ways than Kendrick Green. He's got NFL experience. However, that's not what I think will happen. I'm saying it is a possibility. I think James Daniels there is going to solidify right guard for the Steelers. Um, and, and this is why I think this title fight's there, and a lot of people are counting Green out, um, you know, and that's why it's a title fight really for Kevin Dotson, but you could see Kendrick Green sort of tap out of the ring and end up in a, you know, a, a fight with Mason Cole on the sidelines. It's a bit like wrestling when they end up fighting with a with an umpire, you know, with a judge or, you know, someone else, and, you know, that's just standing there in the crowd watching. Um, so, yeah, that's that, that's that undercard part sort of covered off on the offensive side of the football. And then obviously the title fight is the landmark position, the marquee position on the offense, and that's a quarterback. I think this is a Mitch Trubisky-Mason-Rudolph title fight. Um, I don't even think you've got a battle, obviously, between Chris Oladokun and Kenny Pickett. Um, but what would be interesting to see is, is, is this title fight, is one of these contenders wearing a mask? Is really the Is it really Kenny Pickett? who's straight out in camp and they're listing him as third because he's not necessarily how you'd want to start the season. Is Mason Rudolph being hyped up so that you can trade him? I, I don't think so. I think they want to sit there with him this season in case something happens to Trubisky, particularly in your first four to six weeks. I talked about that scenario, I think it was two weeks ago on Steelers Touch. 
Down Under with Marky D that goes live on a Friday night on YouTube um, and then comes on podcast side on, I think it's Sunday US time. Um, but you know, this, the, the, I guess the outcome of this title fight is really dependent around who's actually the one in battle right now. Now, the latest report I saw, um, you know, in my time today, I recalled this Wednesday night, it comes to you guys live on Wednesday afternoon um, in in the US. And, you know, so the end of Tuesday for you, I'd seen that Mitch Trubisky had been looking bet. you know, overall, it was probably his job to lose right now. Fine, but we just don't know. And I think the Steelers are going to keep us guessing on this. They're going to keep their options open. You're going to see language from, you know, Mike Tomlin, Omar Khan, um, you know, maybe even Art Rooney II, definitely Matt Canada, around not overly committing to one of these quarterbacks. I think you're going to see very open language there until we're 10 weeks into the season. We're through the bye. We know how the Steelers' record is sitting because – you just don't know how it's going to pan out. As we've talked about the offseason, Mitch Trubisky's got the most proven resume. Mason Rudolph's got the most experience with the Steelers offense. And Kenny Pickett, um, you know, is a number one draft, you know, first round draft pick. He's done a lot at the college level, you know, got into the ACC title game, um, you know, was the most pro ready, you know, quarterback. And just because he was the most quarter, pro ready and just because the Steelers have Trubisky and Rudolph doesn't mean, I'm going to say this again, I can't believe we're back there, but I've seen this hype this week of should the Steelers have picked him? Couldn't they have just picked, um, you know, Malik Willis, like, you know, the Titans did in the third round? They could have got him in the second round. No, they picked Pickett. They want to develop Pickett. They want Pickett time to learn the offense. Um, You know, if Mitch Trubisky is someone that's taken a team to the playoffs, it's a guy that learned behind Josh Allen. If Mason Rudolph, who sat there for three years, if those guys haven't been capable of picking up the offense right now, why the heck would you throw Kenny Pickett in there? But, that's this title fight, and it's up to Kenny Pickett. Can he knock out? Can he do a knockout blow to some experienced fighters? Can he win, you know, as an amateur? Can he win a pro bout, you know, to continue the analogy? That's what's interesting to see. And then you've got this outside contender in Chris Oladokun, who's not necessarily contending, but he's that potentially that warm-up fight um, for all these guys in terms of being that scout quarterback when they play Lamar twice a year. Um, so kind of some interesting things, and I'm interested to see where how they use Chrisella Dokun um in the preseason as well. Um I think that's gonna be interesting when they give someone a rest in, in week two or week three. But then it's hard to see who they're gonna give rest to as well with this battle going on and the fact that you have the bye week. So with that we're gonna take a break on Steelers War Room. Join me for part two I'm gonna talk about the defense, the undercard, the title fight, and we're gonna go delve a bit deeper into particularly one of those positions um where I think it's probably the title fight for a lot of people in their minds. Um, but on, and there's even a surprise on the undercard that I don't think you most most Steelers fans are quite thinking about right now. Um, and if you are, I hope you enjoy what I've got to say about it. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back on Steelers War Room. I'm your host this weekly show, Matty Peverell, the host of the show that likes to put you in the minds of, you know, Omar Khan, Mike Tomlin, uh, and Arun II and the rest of Steelers' front office as they look to put together a winning roster in 2022 and beyond. So I don't think defensive tackle, um, you know, the starter is clearly Cameron Hayward. The nose tackle is clearly going to be Alawalu or, or even Adams, depending on how Alawalu is to start the season. You know, Ogan Joby and Wormley are going to be there. And, you know, the rest is a really interesting situation. So I think we'll, let's look at defensive tackle probably. Now, I think Isaiah Loudermilk, he's listed their second on the depth chart. He's going to be somewhere second, third on that depth chart, depending on what they were, they're going to label Montrevis Adams. So there's kind of a tag team title fight right now between Doug Coston, Khalil Davis, Henry Mondo, and Carlos Davis. Now, I kind of think it's Khalil versus Coston and Mondo versus Carlos. So you've got this tag team. You've got Bash brothers in the Davis brothers. And then you've got Doug Costin and Henry Mondo. And Henry Mondo's done things on special teams. He's a favorite of, you know, Jeffrey Benedict's going to the year as this third, um, fourth um, defensive tackle, but they asked him to do more than what they should have. Um, this is the battle. And this is a battle for roster spots. This is four guys probably battling for one roster spot. Um, so this tag team, it's not only going to just be a tag team fight, but you're going to have to see one of these teammates turn on each other. I mean, this is classic um, wrestling sort of style fighting. Um, so, you know, which one of these big boppers, if you like, are going to wrestle a position away on the Steelers roster? There's probably two of these guys might even sit on the practice squad. So there's something to be gained even for the losers um, but of uh, this battle because uh, I think they'll keep, obviously, Haywood, Loudermilk, Alualu, Adams, you know, you're keeping Ogan, Joby, Wormley, Liao. That's seven, right? And you might keep an eighth um, there overall with this defensive line, depending on how it's working, um, particularly if someone gets put on, you know, an IR once the season starts or a pup list or something like that. Um, maybe it's these four guys are fighting out for only one practice squad spot. It's hard to say, but there's definitely, for the stakes might be a little bit hazy, but there's definitely a tag team title fight that's going to turn, see a teammate turn on his, in his other one um, to sort out who's going to be a depth piece at the defensive tackle slash nose tackle position. I also think you've got a challenger, a guy that's putting, hopefully putting out a challenge to another bloke for a fight on the undercard. Yet to see whether this is going to be received, but that's Chris Wormley. Um, and DeMarvin Leal. I think DeMarvin Leal is this challenge of hopefully putting out this to Chris Wormley. Again, it depends on what the outcome of the the, the Bash Brothers um, tag team, you know, wrestle match, uh, you know, the outcome of that. But, uh, you know, I'm hoping DeMarvin Leal is issuing the challenges and putting Chris Wormley, um, you know, in, in, in his trying to put Chris Wormley in his place. Then another undercard, which is probably my starter undercard of the night, if I was putting, if I was creating an undercard on the defense. Um, you know, unlike the four that we had 
uh, on the um, offensive side of, you know, this is a deeper undercard with probably six different fights. So I've talked you through two of them right now is the outside linebacker position with the third rotational outside linebacker in Janard Avery and Tutska, Derek or Derek Tutska. Um, now, they like Tutska. They liked him better than what a lot of Steelers fans do. I really like Janard Avery. I like that he can play inside and out. I think that's something people are overlooking. And given Ulysses Gilbert the third's injuries, and we, we're not sure what we got from Buddy Johnson, and the fact that I just don't see Marcus Allen as an inside linebacker for the Steelers with his size, and I don't think he's quick enough for what they actually need. They've got bigger guys that can, you know, play that, you know, Vin, Vince Vitovici, um Williams inside linebacker role middle linebacker, whatever you want to call it. So, yeah, I think there's a real fight here between Tutska and Avery, and I think Tutska adds more to the, doesn't add as much to the roster, sorry, as Janard Avery. And so, you know, I think, it, but if he can beat out a guy like Janard Avery, and can he show a step up in year two versus year one, that's what I'm looking for out of this undercard. He doesn't necessarily have to uh, win on a knockout, but can he win um, on points. I think that's going to be an interesting thing if I'm the Steelers and looking at that. Now, then as you progress up the list, so we've sort of had, this is all that big undercard. You might rank those in different tiers. We're going to rank into the title fight here. Um, and we're going to talk about a fight that I don't think many people are thinking about right now. And that's Kazee, Demonte Kazee versus Cam Sutton. Now, you might think, hang on, what about Trey Norwood? I think because, you know, he's played different roles at cornerback and, and, and free safety. I think, well, Trey Norwood, they'll ask him to do a lot of the same what he did last year and a little bit more in the slot. But Cam Sutton can do play different roles in, at safe, you know, different parts of the safety position depending on the role. And Kazee can play stuff at cornerback, particularly in the slot. So these guys, to me, have this battle that we don't, I think we are overlooking. I think preseason is going to be interesting to see this. Now, I don't necessarily you're going to see it in week one, perhaps, um, or very limited because they're going to be looking at plays and train. They're going to want to get guys like Trey Norwood in there, a lot of experience. They're going to warm guys like Miles Killebrew up as well. Um, you know, Carl Joseph, maybe. But I think this sort of fourth cornerback, third cornerback, even, um, you know, sort of role. The third safety, third choice safety. Kazee and Sutton here could have a real battle on their hands. Um, so I find that really interesting. It would have been easy to talk about, you know, guys like Pierre and Lane and Chris Steele and Arthur Millette. Um, but I think this Cameron Sutton Kazee battle um, actually is bigger than what Steele's fans are giving it credit for um, right now. So I'm interested to see how that works out because that's an outside about, uh, outside about that's kind of. You know, we've got through the other fights really quickly. We're throwing that fight in, bonus for all the fans in the stands. Um, you know, that's how we're sitting with Kazim Sutton. Now, you know, a lot of people might say, because cornerbacks are weaker position for the Steelers, for some people. Now, I am in that camp, um, that you would think that, well, no cornerbacks are probably the title fight between Levi Wallace and Akella with a spoon. But I'm actually going that as the undercard as well. I'm going Levi Wallace. A killer with a spoon is this is the one that gets the crowd pumping. Um, you know, this is one that's almost worthy of the title fight. Which one of these guys is going to be number one? Is it going to be a Kello from the outside stuff? Is it going to be Levi Wallace as your overall shutdown quarterback for them? Given he was ranked in the NFL's top 10 man coverage cornerbacks, according to next gen stats going into this season. 
So this that's a really interesting, you know, concept in itself. Um, we could have gone in death pieces, but no, we're gonna warm everyone up with a title fight. Sorry, a undercard fight uh, between Levi Wallace and Akello with a spoon. It's kind of a national title versus a world title. So it's pretty clear probably what position I'm talking about here for the title fight. This is for inside linebacker. And right now it's Devin Bush and Robert Spillane, and it's dominating Steelers' headlines right now. And the spanner in the mix is Roquan Smith of the Bears, who was drafted the year before Devin Bush in 2018. He's putting in a trade request. And so that got me thinking, would the Steelers actually go trade for Roquan Smith? Because I don't believe in giving up on Devin Bush. I believe in if you're going to bring him in, you're you're bringing him in and maybe Spillane's your fourth linebacker. Imagine Spillane being fourth linebacker, what depth. But I, I'm bringing Rokon Smith in because I've only got Miles Jack on a two-year deal, right? I'm bringing Rokon Smith in, you know, because I want to let Devin Bush heal. I want to do it at the right time. I don't want to rely on him not trusting his knee. But I'm not doing it for Devin Bush. And I'll explain why. As well, because when I went to look at the numbers behind this, it was kind of backed up. People might say, well, hang on, no, the, you know, Chicago will want something, you know, in return. Well, we just talked about a lot of depth at, in, you know, nose tackle and defensive tackle. We've talked a bit about depth at wide receiver as well. Um, you know, you could trade a Sutton or a Kazin. Now, I don't think they will. I think the deal with Sutton's not really, it's not going to work like that. Um, but they do have, you know, there, there are options there. There's there's draft picks as well. Um, there's a Mason Rudolph potentially. Like, you know, imagine, you know, what, you know, they've said that um, Justin Fields has made the biggest leap, uh, you know, that some some journalists have ever seen going into year two. Um, but, you know, when you look at it, they're going to need a, they're going to need a quarterback to step up um, and be there as their as their backup quarterback, right? Like that's just the reality of it. And Mason Rudolph's there, and right now they've got Trevor, Trevor Simeon. I'm just trying to pull it up while I was talking through there. And Nathan Peterman. I mean, Mason Rudolph's better than that. And I think if Steel's fans were able to trade Mason Rudolph in a mid round to low round draft pick for Roquan Smith, I think would be you know cheering. I think Steel fans would be cheering. Um, and imagine the depth that we'd have an inside linebacker position as well. I think that would be a really interesting um, situation uh, for the Steelers. I think it would be interesting to see how how we'd make that work within the team as well. Um, You know, what do you do with Devin Bush at that point in time as well? Like that would be a really interesting sort of discussion that the Steelers would have to have. I mean, particularly this is the last year of Roquan Smith's contract too. So if it doesn't work, you can get rid of him. If it does work, um, you know, then great. He would be a hit to the cap. Um, but at the same time, if he doesn't work, then you get rid of him after a year. So to me, that trade makes sense. And maybe that's the trade we're getting warmed up to. Um, maybe another team will offer something more. I mean, inside linebacker, middle linebacker is an important position. I mean, you're talking about Roquan Smith um, is only allowed a high completion rateage of 73%, sorry, of 73.2. Um, you know, he's had five interceptions in uh, in just four years of playing. Um, he's had 14 sacks. He's had over 32 pressures. 
He's missed less. He only had every season. He's missed less than seven percent of his tackles, apart from his rookie year where he missed nine point seven. Um, quarterback hurries. He's got fifteen to his. Sorry, he's got yeah fifteen to his name. Quarterback knockdowns three. So Rockon Smith's a guy that can bring something to this um, Steelers defense. So you know maybe that's something they consider. But you know. And when you also look at him compared to, so I basically was able to compare Devin Bush with Sean Evans of the Titans, who was drafted in the same year as Rokon Smith, which is interesting because Devin Bush was drafted four spots after Devin White. Um, so I compared Devin Bush with Sean Evans, Miles Jack, Rokon Smith, Robert Spillane, Devin White. Now, the earliest, one of the most experienced is Miles Jack. He was drafted in 2016. Spillane, 2018. Rokon Smith, 2018. Rashawn Evans, 2018. Uh, but then you've got Devin White and Devin Bush in 2019. Now, in terms of AV, I like to talk about sports references or pro football references, AV score. Um, Devin Bush is is fourth there with 18. Miles Jackson is actually 17 and Robin Spillane is eight. Rashawn Evans is 22. Rokon Smith, 32. Devin White, 33. So Rokon Smith's second highest in AV. Now, in terms of games played, Miles Jack, 40. Rashawn Evans, 44. Roquan Smith, 45. Devin White, 45. Um, Robert Spillane, 34. So Devin Bush has played a, like almost the most game, like, well, apart from Devin White, who was in the Super Bowl team. He's played a lot of games compared to the other guys as well. So that's something to factor in, I mean, 2019 to 2021. And considering he was out injured for most of the season, um, that's one thing you got to say. He's, he's still played a lot of games and has a higher AV. If you looked at AV per game, He's right up there at almost, you know, two to one. Um, same with Rashawn Evans. I mean, Devin White and Roquan Smith are ahead of that, but they, you know, they've played, and it's particularly like Roquan Smith has played a lot um, because of how much the offense has been off the field um, for Chicago. So he's had a chance to make an impact. In terms of quarterback hits, um, Devin Bush is fourth on the list out of these six uh, behind White, Smith, and Evans, and they fall literally in the same order that they do in terms of AV. Tackles for a loss. Devin Bush is fifth behind Miles Jack with 11. Miles Jack has 12. Rashawn Evans has 13. Rokon Smith has 35. That's a clear leader, eight ahead of Devin White. In terms of sacks, Devin White, 15. Rokon Smith, nine. Devin Bush, four. Rashawn Evans, three. Roberts Blaine, two. Miles Jack, one and a half. So Rokon Smith has played next year in the league. He wasn't. He hasn't had the same, you know, being out for the same amount of injury time as Devin Bush. Um, has double the sacks, so that's quite interesting. Force fumbles, Devin Bush, two. Devin White, four. Roquan Smith, Rashawn Evans, Miles Jack, all have one. Robert Spillane, none. Fumble recoveries, Devin Bush, five. Devin White, six. Rashawn Evans, three. Miles Jack, two. Roquan Smith, one. Um, so that's pretty interesting. Uh, interceptions, four for Roquan Smith, two for Devin Bush. Rashawn Evans and Miles Jack each have two. Devin White and Robert Spillane have one each. So, you know, Rokon Smith, basically what we're saying there is he might not have as many fumble recoveries, but he would add sacks. He would add interceptions. That would improve the Steelers' defense. If you look at per game since 2019, Devin White averages 0.3 sacks per game, Rokon Smith 0.2, Devin Bush and Rashad Evans and Robert Spillane 0.1. Force fumbles, there's only two players, Devin White and Devin Bush, 0.1 force fumbles per game. Um, since 2019. If you look at uh, fumble recoveries, it's 0.1 for Miles Jack, Sean Evans, Devin Bush, Devin White. 
Uh, interceptions per game, Devin Bush, Rokon Smith, Miles Jack all have a 0.1. Um, and if you look at tackles, so solo per game, three points, so 5.8 for Rokon Smith, 5.4 for Devin White. Uh, Miles Jack has 4.4. Rashawn Evans and Devin Bush have 3.7 each. Robert Splane, 2.2. Assisted tackles, um, they're high for Rokon Smith with 3.2. So that basically gives him... Um, you know, average tackles per game of literally um, nine, which is pretty incredible average um, there. But again, as I said, they played a lot on the field. Miles Jack has one of 7.3. Uh, again, Jags defense was on the field a lot. Devin White um, has an average of eight um, combined. Rashawn Evans has an average of uh, seven combined. And Devin Bush has an average of uh, just under six, so 5.9 combined. But you got to count the injuries. You got to count he had a rookie year where he played the most. Um, you've also, which, you know, wasn't necessarily huge. And you've got to count, you know, shyness on that knee last year, which, yes, that's on him, but that is what it is. And Robert Spillane's a clear last. In terms of playoffs, Devin Bush has played one game, Rashawn Evans four, Robert Splane two, Devin White five. Rokon Smith hasn't made the playoffs since he's in the league, so that's hard to compare. So by stats, it's clear Rokon Smith would definitely bring something to this Steelers team. But would the Steelers actually trade for him? So I looked back at the trade finder with Stat Football Head. That's part of Pro Football Reference. It's part of the subscription service that I have with them. And it goes back trades back to 1994. So I can tell you that the Seals have only made one trade for a linebacker since 1994. Do you know who that player was? Hmm. It was Avery Williamson, which they traded a fifth-round pick, um, which was subsequently traded and uh, the team acquired Kyle Phillips. Um, but... The Steelers received set the 2022 second uh, seventh round pick and Avery Williamson. That seventh round pick turned out to be Mark Robinson of all people. So the Steelers ended up requiring two linebackers in a way um, with that trade. Um, but Avery Williamson was decent for us. Didn't do was great. You know, people had lofty expectations. I was hopeful for him. Um, wasn't as bad as some people made out. Um, you know, and and sort of moved on since then. Um, but that's the only player that, that's the only linebacker they've traded for since 1994, right? Which is almost 30 years. It's 28 years now. Um, so it's pretty, it's pretty incredible. If you look at the trades away, so would we trade Devin Bush away for Roquan Smith? We've only traded two linebackers in our time. Um, we traded Steve Conley in 1998 to the Indianapolis Colts for a fifth round player. Um, in 1999, and we picked 136 overall, Jerame Tooman. Um, he played a couple of years for Steelers, I think it was. And then we trade Adrian Robinson in 2013 to the Philadelphia Eagles for the running back Felix Jones. Um, so really, the Steelers don't have a comprehensive history in trading for this position. Now, the Steelers have an advanced defense, they have a 3-4 defense. They've had a lot of stability in the defense probably makes a lot of sense. Um, so when you look at this and you look at that title fight between Bush and Spillane that we've sort of been mocked right now, and Bush has apparently had a really good camp. That's something I haven't mentioned yet. And I'm really hopeful for him. I'm just not sure you're going to see a, a linebacker for linebacker trade. And I don't think you should either. If I'm thinking from a war room perspective, if I'm thinking from a Steelers roster building perspective, I'm thinking, how do I improve my team in this room? A, a, a room 
that struggled last year behind a poor defensive line, a room they had a lot of criticism. Got to hedge my bets. If I'm going to go ahead and pull the trigger on a trade, I'm not getting rid of Devin Bush with a year on his rookie deal. No way. I mean, to be able to have Spillane there, as I said, as that fourth running back, uh, sorry, fourth in middle linebacker, inside linebacker option, that's incredible. But these are all things the Steelers going to have to think about over the coming weeks. By the time this goes there, maybe someone else has traded for Roquan Smith. Maybe he's pulled it back. Maybe the Chicago Bears have offered him a massive new deal. It's hard to say. But I just want to put in context how realistic that was and what the impact would be um, on that current defensive title fight that exists for a roster spot on the defense. So with that, that wraps up this week's Steelers Warren. I'm Matt Peverell. And as always, go Steelers. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.